Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning, man. We're uh, we're almost near March, Joe. We're flying through 2021. Is March Madness a thing this year, Andy? I don't. You know, I don't keep up with college basketball. I don't know if your Xavier team are they playing. Is that a thing? They're 12 and four. Will college had, basketball tournament occur? Yeah, I haven't really watched. I, you know, it's funny you say that because I actually was looking before the show. All the games are in Indianapolis or greater Indianapolis. Right. So that's right. They're going to have I two. Remember, I remember that now. So they'll have two courts where the Colts play. Um, Lucas Oil. And then they're going to play a game. And they'll have a one court, obviously, where the Pacers play. I forget what that's called now, if it's still Conseco. But then they'll play where Purdue plays, where Butler plays, and where Indiana plays. So it's going to be all greater Indianapolis slash Indiana. And uh, I will say, I haven't really watched. I was call- going with that quality of life tournament. Well, I haven't really watched college basketball, but sometimes when I'm on the treadmill, it doesn't matter what's on, right? NBA, college basketball. If there's a game on, I'll put the laptop on the treadmill just to have something on to distract me while I'm running. And I will say, college basketball, Joe, in my opinion, I'd love to hear other people's opinions on this, to me has been the worst sport possible without fans. NBA is fine. NFL is fine. Other sports, fine. Yeah, to me, baseball, baseball was the worst, in my opinion, of the things I've watched. But I wouldn't watch college basketball with with fans over, you know, sports with that. Like, I just don't I don't even enjoy college basketball. And and I think the the thing that raises the level of enjoyment of college basketball is for sure the fans You know, yeah. is the the Cameron crazies and all the people who sure get, get just so turned for their college basketball team, especially in little arenas, heavy student sections, whatever. And they don't know they're watching terrible basketball. They're just drunk and, you know, bouncing around and doing their thing. Yeah. That's why for me, it's, it's just, it's on, it's unwatchable. Cause you're, you're not watching Chris basketball. And then you, at the same time, right, have no fun crowd, like no chair chance, no cheers. I don't know. To me, baseball was bad. I agree. But you still have professionals. Yeah. That's why, like, for me, March Madness, what is that? Right. Like, what is a March Madness game with zero atmosphere? I kind of love that Gonzaga... Our boy Joe Chabelli's alma mater is undefeated and ranked number one. Are all his teams going to win only fake <laughs> championships? 
I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. I never thought of that. Just and then and then Joe Shabelli will spend the rest of his life arguing that masks don't work and that half season championships are are full championships. Come on, I'm a defense Shabelli. I don't, he's not an anti masker. Uh, I think he is, guy. Is check he? Out his, check, out his I, check out his Twitter sometime. I haven't really. I don't think he is. I'm a defense Shabelli. Is he? Okay. Yeah. What's what's he saying? Come on, Shabelli. I mean, no. it's just, you know, it's just a, it's a lot of it's a lot of retweets. It's a lot of retweets of people who are like, oh, so now we got to wear double masks. I thought masks worked. Why do we have to wear two of them? Well, look, I, I will say. I, I think. Th- there is a lot of hypocrisy, right? Like like in all this stuff and. You, you would assume I'd be more sensitive than anybody. And, and I am sensitive, but I'm also like concerning business stuff. It is funny, right, Prano? Like, yeah. like, like, like when I see a tweet from Gavin Newsom saying everyone in California gets $600, to me, that, that is disrespectful to anyone in California. It's like, dude, you know what my rent is? What are you making? But the, the thing I've learned about all this, whether it's Corona or not Corona, and I don't think anyone talks about this is every decision being made by government, by politicians, whatever it is, never directly affects them. Of and course. that therein yeah. lies the problem Yeah, that nobody are, wants to address. We, we already knew that. I mean, you can't, you don't become a, you don't become a high ranking politician by being an everyday person. Sure. And if you do, and if you do, then you're literally destroyed for it. Like, I'm I am not an AOC fan, but like conservative trolls are like, you were a bartender. That's like a diss. You were a bartender. She's like, I had a real job once. Get back behind the bar. And you're like, okay. Yeah, and you want they want it both ways. They don't want the the elites to run them. But if somebody who's normal runs them, then they will trash that person for being normal. Well, look, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I haven't seen as much of that. I don't pay as close attention. But, I, you know, the reason I brought up Shabelli is I did have I did have like a, you know, I like to, I like to shout out our interns and I, I have a Shabelli question for you. Do you think Joe Shabelli was happier when the Dodgers signed Trevor Bauer, you know, reigning Cy Young winner to join their staff or when Trevor Bauer went full all lives matter on Twitter? Which, what do you think was a greater moment? What what did Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer is now in a beef with every single player on the Mets pitching staff because Noah Syndergaard is you know doing what Noah Syndergaard does and like tro- like doing Twitter jokes and Trevor Bauer got triggered and went after uh, Noah Syndergaard. They got into a whole beef. Then Marcus Stroman just like called him out. He, you know, Marcus Stroman gave gave like a, you know, question face emoji. And Trevor Bauer was like, if you got beef, just say something. And then Marcus Stroman basically said, like, yeah, stop disrespecting minorities and women. And he was like, can't we just stop disrespecting everyone? Is that too much to ask? Well, I'm looking right now at Trevor Bauer's Twitter feed. I mean, dude, these guys are all like you want my honest take on it. Like you guys are all professional athletes. Get the fuck off Twitter. Like, like 
you're all bitches there. I said it like, I don't know, man, like just get off Twitter. But like, you don't, you don't see, I don't know. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If I had that money, if I had that power, if I had that status, I know for a fact I wouldn't be wasting time going back and forth with people on Twitter. But you said, you know, you used to say all the time, you don't see Tom Brady on Twitter. You don't see this guy on Twitter. You don't see that. And it's like, but now you do. But Tom Brady's not fighting with people on Twitter. No, but Tom Brady, you know, like. Is LeBron LeBron fighting with people on Twitter? I think think if. There's a difference. I think if. you know, Russell Wilson replied under Tom Brady's like, oh, avocado tequila tweet that like, you know, Jesus doesn't see avocado tequila as one of the sacraments or whatever. You might see it, but like no one goes at him. I think the the thing with Trevor Bauer is Trevor Bauer has is Mr. Like YouTube announcement. Everybody likes to say like, oh, you know what I hate about LeBron? The announcement, like the the time he announced his free agency. Trevor Bauer is literally like trolling people with YouTube announcements and then people are annoyed at him and then they go at him and he comes back with, you know, he, he has, I mean, the fact that everybody has Trevor Bauer Twitter beef, I kind of enjoy it, especially now that he didn't end up being a Met. Yeah. But again, you you wouldn't say that if he was on the Mets, you'd be like all for it. Well, you know, the thing is I didn't know, a lot about Trevor Bauer. Like I said, right before he signed, I was like, my buddy said, you know, I'm, I, I kind of don't want him. And I was like, listen, he's got a YouTube like, okay. He's a little too into his YouTube, but like to add him to the Mets pitching staff, like I'll deal with his YouTube thing. Then when, you know, Dodgers fans are coming after him and being like, yo, bro, you're anti-immigration, you're anti, you know, you've been accused of this. I didn't know any of this stuff about Trevor Bauer. I, you know, he was just rotting away in Cleveland for all I knew. And then Cincinnati. And uh, so now that like Dodgers fans are going and he's going back with him, like, this is where I agree with you. You know, funny internet Twitter meme wars. Okay. That's one thing. Trevor Bauer responding to fans who are saying like, he's, you know, anti-immigrant i don't need that in my i don't need that in my bullpen i don't need that in my but the, but but you, know, you are doing room. i'm looking right now you are getting it because noah syndergaard and stroman they're all going back and forth right but noah syndergaard is going back and forth with you know uh, he's he's gift battling trevor bauer now the the stroman bauer that whole thing syndergaard that's one thing trevor bauer is going back and forth with fans about how he feels about immigration Well, my opinion, again, and it goes back to remember when Baker Mayfield was getting all worked up about things being said about him on social media or Colin Coward. It's like, dude, just play. And I don't know, like it's it's really hard to just play these days. I mean, look at look, you know, I know we have on the rundown. Look at Cam. You have kid. You have a kid in Cam's face, like in real life. He's he's real life trolling. A former MVP, yeah, a number that, one pick. Fuck that kid, man. Right. But that's what these guys deal with these days. They deal with people who just have the balls. I mean, well, that's listen. a little different, right? The, he actually physically was talking trash at a seven on seven camp. But I think it's I think they're related. I think the, the guy gets the balls to do it by seeing the clout that people get when they troll people on Twitter, when they troll people on Instagram when they whatever now this kid's like this is my moment and we only know about it because the phone's involved and somebody's recording it 
and you know they're posting it on social media it's like if some kids you know people go oh you would never do this before we don't know that somebody didn't holler at michael jordan at you know basketball camp we just they don't didn't. have a video of it they didn't you, you know why because i'm gonna sound like the old guy here it's a different generational thing i would never ever talk trash to an athlete i mean i think there is a different it, it is a different generation but it's it's literally there's always people who are going to disrespect people they're all mikey told andrew jones his ass is dirtier than his mother's was last night like face to face front row at a baseball game like i thought andrew jones was going to choke mikey to death well there's also a little separation there right it's on the it's on the field like the kid who he was closer to Andrew Jones than this kid was to Cam. Like I know, but, but my point is, like, Cam is doing a favor by showing up at an event that he doesn't have to do. And the problem now is when somebody does something like that and he is clout chasing, it's going to deter these athletes from wanting to show up and do good gestures or charity, whatever it is. That's, that's the biggest loser is everyone else. Yeah. It's like, cool, well, wasn't dude. That, it was Cam's camp, wasn't it? Was it? I'm not sure. I think so. I think it was like Cam Newton football camp. That's, I mean, you're, that's what makes it even more disrespectful. Yeah, and then he released some lame apology on Twitter. The kid. Some long from his notes section of his phone. The notes app. That Love he it. got too competitive. It's like, bro, you're not competitive. You're, you're talking trash to a former MVP. Yeah. You're, a you, Heisman. Guys are not, you guys are not competing. And a Heisman winner. Like, if you look at the list of Cam's accolades, say what you want about him now being washed, fine. And he had a really great career. Come on. Yeah, man. Kid like that, I wish he'd just get punched in the face. Like, seriously, man. I, Violence isn't the answer, Andy. Sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes it is. I, I would consider myself mostly a pacifist, but I think sometimes it is. Sometimes you, you need... You need to get your ass whooped. You know, I always think about that time when I went to the Kid Rock concert with my brother, Brad. He had free tickets, so we went. I got lit, and I was drunk, and I was I was hitting on women right in front of, like, their husbands. And, and you know, not that's not the type of crowd to do that. And all night, he's like, dude, you're going to get your ass kicked. You're going to get your ass kicked. And then at the end of the concert, I was still running my mouth to him. And he said, I'm going to hit you if you don't shut up. And I dared him your to. Your brother? Yeah. And he jacked me. I'm like 21, 22. He jacked me in the gut to knock, basically knock me, you know, the wind out to where I buckle my knees. And he jacked me in front of all these people, like in the parking lot. But I needed it. That's my point. Like I was running my mouth. And even I needed though, it. Even though you didn't have Twitter and social media back in the day. Some guy yelled out. You were still a disrespectful 21 year old punk. Yeah. Some guy yelled out, hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this concert? Uh, at the big venue, the outdoor venue called Riverbend, which is right by me. So that's the main, you know, how like most places have like an outdoor venue. It like goes up a hill. It's almost stadium seating the way it's built. It's right next to the river. It's called Riverbend. It's right next to the, uh, the horse track and casino that my dad used to always go to. So, yeah. Took a took a big punch that again that I needed. Like violence isn't always the answer. Again, normally I would say it isn't, but sometimes it is. 
like we, we were talking, I was talking with my brothers about, you know, corporal punishment or getting hit with the wooden spoon or the belt. Like, did you get that? Like we got that as kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you spank a kid now you're going to prison. <laughs> right. I I have no idea. I have no idea what the rules are these days, but I'm sure if a kid shows up, you know, if a kid takes pictures and puts on social media, his mom hit him with a wooden spoon. Yeah. I'm sure the whole fucking thing falls apart. I'd love to know. I'd love to know what the Prano boys were up to at times. Like, I want to know some of the things you guys got, got a whooping for. Oh, I mean, literally, I mean, I, I couldn't even, I didn't even know where to start, but yeah. I mean, one time the the great story is that my mom took a, John's Return of the Jedi shoe and hit him so hard with it that he had an Ewok imprinted on his ass. <laughs> my God, that's amazing! Shut up, that is so good. Yeah, what did he do to get the Ewok imprint? I have no idea. Probably just ran his mouth. My mom's other big thing was like her, the the first sign that you were in trouble was like she she would she would always snap when she was on the phone. If if you interrupt her when she was on the phone, she'd like give you a, she'd give you like a look warning, and then the next thing you know, the closest liquid to her would be thrown at you. She'd throw like the orange juice container at you or her coffee. That's you're hilarious. Like, Jesus. My brother, as a joke, I don't know why would he do this. As a joke, he bought my mom for one of her birthday mother's day i don't know what it was he bought her a paddle that had a bible verse on it It said proverbs i forget what the verse was it was proverbs and my mom ended up using that on us i'm like dude i think it was a bible verse about corporal punishment and it's like and he bought it as a gag and he was still a kid too it's like dude you're just giving mom weapons to use on us what's wrong with you but the wooden spoon was the one that I that my mom was big on. Yeah. Wooden spoon and belt. My dad was big on the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Walt used the belt. And there's a famous line my brothers always remember when he was when he he didn't use it that much on me. When he used it on me one time, the first time he he smacked my ass with it, I said, that doesn't even hurt. And he just said, OK, I'll hit you harder. I wasn't the brightest kid. Yeah. Did your sister ever get it? No way. I, no I didn't think way i didn't think so i bet you she would like i bet you if she we had her on here she would swear she did and i i would say there's a zero percent chance yeah never zero percent what me and mikey shared a room one time my dad came in came in because we were we had both done something and he came into our room and we were like hiding in our beds and like we have like the covers pulled up we know he's gonna just like he's gonna smack the bed you know it's gonna still gonna hurt through a little little blanket sure so He's going to beat us to the bed. And I just start hearing Mikey get his ass whipped and I start fucking panicking and Mikey starts crying and I'm crying. It was like, Oh God. And then like, after it, it ends, like I didn't get anything. And I come out like, Oh my God, I didn't get anything. He's like, I didn't get anything either. My dad was just like in there whipping the bottom of one of the beds and like sending us into a fury thinking the other one was getting beaten to death. Shut up. That's hilarious. But boy, are we scared? Oh, the psychological game is. Yeah. That's the more intense game, man. Anyway, Andy, I think we got to transition into sports here. I think we've reached our we've we've maxed out on the 
not stick to sports portion of the program. Oh, we have a call later about that for the record. Stick to sports. So guys, if you enjoyed, uh, if you enjoyed any part of this, not sticking to sports thing, we'll definitely give you the guys uh, Twitter name later and you can let them know whether or not you enjoy us not sticking to sports. Yeah. God forbid sharing some funny, shut up and podcast, some funny family, personal stories. We do have some good calls today. Great. We got five good calls. Hotline as always, guys, 310-359-8365. And what's great is people are using the Venmo donations to have their call played. Yeah. We have two we, of the I, five. I said before, we can be bought. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, let's get to some NBA talk. Before we do that, Joe, I just want to say I am feeling so good today because I'm wearing my bomb hoodie from Cuts. Love how fresh this thing is. Yes. It's, it's the fanciest hoodie I've ever owned. But what's great about Cuts gear, it's not just fancy. You could wear it anywhere. Like, I could wear yeah. this to the gym. It's still a hoodie. Yeah. You know, it's still like, it's still leisure wear. It's still like athletic wear. But it's like, it's classy. It's like, you know, I don't know if they've got this in their, uh, in their you know, ad read or anything. But like, just free falling, free, you know, going going off the script here. I feel like it's like, Instagram influencer workout gear. I feel like an Instagram influencer when I'm walking around. Well, the thing is they use the material they use is so great. So, so the cuts hoodie, which I'm wearing, it's, they developed something called a hyperloop French Terry fabric, a textile that's temperature controlled and ageless. And here's the thing. I was a little worried when I washed it because the washing machine here at the house always shrinks everything. But I followed the directions, what it said to do, and to air dry. Nothing shrunk. Like, that's never happened. This thing is great. It really is prime material. Like I said, everything they're using is great. Guys, go out, get yourself some cuts. They got tons of great gear. They sent you and I not just hoodies. They sent us a bunch of other gear, a collared shirt, uh, a long sleeve shirt that you can wear for working out or just casually. It's not just a lifestyle. It's not just clothing. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com forward slash dirty. That's cutsclothing.com forward slash dirty for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Okay, let's talk a little NBA. Let's do it. I love the NBA. So I want to start with the East because the Sixers and the Nets are really surging while the Bucks and Celtics have turned into giant question marks. And we can start with Milwaukee. I forget which game they played last week that was on TNT last Thursday or Friday. I was watching, and then I watched the, uh, the post game. And obviously, both you and I value that crew. The TNT, NBA TNT crew is great. Now, yep. Chuck was saying it is time to hit the panic button. Like he's saying already. There's major panic in Milwaukee. That you're saying on Thursday was that Bucks uh, Raptors? Is that yes, they lost to the Raptors. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the idea that the panic button, um, you know, in a sense, the panic button sh- was already hit. <laughs> Excuse me. That's you. Thank you. The panic button was sort of already hit after they you know, are the best team in the East a couple years in a row. Um, and, 
they they made moves this summer specifically to try to you know be better be more than a regular season powerhouse and this is just kind of the way it goes in sports especially in the nba is you have two good runs you don't make the nba finals even and then you come back and you know they're 18 and 13 right now i saw a stat the other day that they had lost their like 12th game or whatever they hadn't lost their 12th game until 60 games into the season or something last year um i think i think the east has gotten better um as as people for some reason are now running from the west uh to the east it used to be the other way around for some reason i'll uh, we'll we'll do a deep dive on why that's happening lebron but, james but suddenly you know a lot of people are running to the east the sixers are better uh the 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 nets obviously are a lot better um you know the celtics were down and now they're there's you know they're still not playing uh well uh but that's four teams right there in the East, you know, that have had, and then obviously Miami is, was in the finals last year. They're, uh, they're not in the playoff hunt right now, but they're getting healthy. Like the, the East is better. The East is just better. I mean, look, if you look at from Milwaukee, 18 and 13, Indiana, 15 and 14, Toronto, 16 and 15, Boston, 15 and 15, the Knicks, 15 and 16, Charlotte, 15, 14 and 15, you know, the entire, Eastern conferences outside of, you know, Philly and Brooklyn, like you're, you're separated by three games. Yeah. Three games from eight to to three. Very close. And Brooklyn doing this with, without Kevin Durant right now. Yeah. Pretty scary. Like you watch that game uh, Thursday night against Lakers and they handled them real easily. Yep. You figure a three, headed monster healthy you know it all comes back to the question oh can they just outscore everybody well you know the three-headed monster thing and everybody is now saying look brooklyn look at brooklyn they can do it Kyrie and and harden and whatever but they need a big guy here's the one thing i will say they were great when harden came along and joined kd and Kyrie was on sabbatical and they've been great with Kyrie and Harden. And in between is where it got Rocky, like the too much, too many players for the one basketball. I think there is a little bit of legitimacy to that, but it will sort itself out. And I think probably, you know, like I said, I I said this by the way, early on, I know we've, we've discussed it before. But I literally tweeted, and I don't know if Kyrie saw it and was like, "That's how I can, that's how I can finally, you know, be a qualified player." But the call of the call of saying that James Harden was the point guard, I think, is going to go a long way for this Nets team. I think this Nets team is going to be pretty tough to beat. Um, I mean, I basically tweeted if if. Kyrie turns the team over to Harden, they can be really good. And if he insists on being a me, 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 me shot guy, they won't. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, right now it certainly looks like the East is going to come down to a Nets-Sixers situation and unless, you know, some other teams sort some stuff out. And that's why you asked me last week who the team to beat in the East is, and I said the Nets because I'm certainly not going a Doc Rivers coached Sixers team to perform in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, now a lot of people, they want – now nah, it's funny the, the MVP talk shifts so much and so quickly. Now what did I see today? I have somebody. I think it was ESPN was calling Lillard, Joel, and be the front runner. I'm like front runner now. I moved quick. Not, yeah. Obviously, he's in the talk. He's in the thick. Front runner though. We'll see. The Lakers are struggling without. Anthony Davis. Yes. And obviously no Schroeder the last couple games. They lose to Miami. They lose almost, to the Nets. Almost as important. I mean, I don't want to say Schroeder is almost as important as Anthony Davis, but almost as as responsible for the slide. I think losing those two guys simultaneously, it just it makes it it makes the Lakers pretty inept when LeBron isn't on the court. Oh yeah. Well that's did you see the athletic article on it? That's what it did. It broke down Basically, you know, Vogel is going to have to really coach because last season he always had, you know, a LeBron first or AD on the floor. Every, yeah, that's basically was the point. And same for this year. And then and they were talking about Schroeder too. Like you, then you take him out, and it gets, and Le, if LeBron's not in, and then Schroeder and AD, you start getting like what kind of matchups and what type of chemistry are you creating with these guys who you have and how is it going to work and fix and no one does it alone as we've always said but like the thing with you know no Schroeder no uh Anthony Davis is like other guys have to step up and they just straight up haven't been I mean you look at the end of the Miami game I don't know if you watched that but they're down LeBron facilitates him coming back late they still have they still have the ball ready to ice the game. LeBron makes a ludicrous, you know, free safety, like, uh, you know, deflection slash steal on an inbounds to give the Lakers, you know, a shot at the game. He makes an incredibly athletic, heady, like great play, steals the inbounds, gets the ball, brings it down, gets doubled, finds a wide open, uh, What's his name? White dude. Um, Caruso? Caruso finds a wide open Caruso, and Caruso just misses. Just You're just wide open for the game after LeBron does literally everything to, to, to save this game for you. It's like, you know, somebody has to help out at some point. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you got to be able to hit the shots when, when you have them. And, you know, they, they, I mean, they have guys who can, but they're so hot and cold. Like, right. The Kuzmas, the KCPs, those guys are so off and on. There's zero consistency with any of those guys. Yes. So, I mean, he's going to really have to hold for it because Anthony Davis will be gone about a month now. I mean, the the thing is, is it it doesn't matter though, right? Like, yeah, he just they just you, need him in the playoffs. You want him to play well. You want you want a higher seed. There's no fans. You know, it's essentially bubble basketball 
in some sense. I mean, obviously fans are going to start coming back, but 2000 fans at Staples isn't going to make a difference. Not even that it's coming back in California, but a lot of places, I mean, like the Knicks, I think are opening up to like 2000 fans soon. Um, so you just need, you know, the Lakers have, have a history of this. Just get your guys healthy for the playoffs. Who cares if you're the four seed, the two seed, the one seed doesn't really matter. Especially can you, I mean, the, the difference between going to the Staples center as a Clippers home game or the Staples center as a Knicks home, or as a Lakers home game, does it make a difference? Like, see me in the same locker room. So I think the thing, and most importantly is just like, try to figure out how to get something from these guys. When AD is out, be like, guys, this is the time where you need to step up and show me that you have the ability to hit these shots when these guys are out. And that'll give you guys more confidence when we get our big dogs back and we're going into the playoffs. But like, I wouldn't be too panicked as a, as a Lakers fan. You think they should be doing an all-star game. That was very controversial because the players um, didn't want it. I mean, if the players don't want it, then 100% no. I don't get why they would do it if the players don't want it. Um, money? <laughs> I don't, Nobody cares about the All-Star game, man. No, but I'm sure there's a, you know, multi tens of millions of dollar contract for with TNT and All-Star Saturday and All-Star whatever. And I know, I know they're now doing just like All-Star Day. Yeah, they're not. They're condensing it. Yeah. It was funny. The dunk contest thing reminded me of in high school. We had my school as like a charity thing slash raffle. It was like a, it was basically like a 50, 50 raffle. You could buy for $10 or $5 or whatever it was, you buy tickets. And if you get drawn, they would draw like 10 people at halftime of the varsity games and people would get a shot at a half court shot and if you make it you get the other half of the pot you know what i mean and the nba all-star dunk contest happening at halftime reminds me of that because i bought a bunch of raffle tickets and my name got drawn and my coach wouldn't let me go shoot because i was like in the locker room for the halftime of the game and i'm like listen coach you either gotta play me or you gotta go let me try to win some money but like the idea that i'm not allowed to participate in halftime festivities but you don't let me participate in game activities either. It's some bullshit. Yeah, that sucks. He literally ignored. He literally didn't even respond and kept going with the halftime speech. Oh, you got the straight up ignore button. I got the straight up ignore. But it was funny because I forget who it was, but somebody like came, like somebody just like opened the locker room door and was like, uh, "Joe got selected for the halftime shot," and the coach like didn't even. He was like, "Please leave our locker room," and then I was like, and then I gave my like coach like one way or the other like i gotta get in the, i gotta get on the floor tonight one way or the other if i gotta buy my way onto the floor and he just gave me the straight up ignore there's nothing worse than that when yep. somebody just doesn't ignore when you tell somebody something and they don't even acknowledge what you and said he was like pissed off that the kid even came into the locker room just i think continue. he was just pissed off at the idea that i would even buy a raffle ticket <laughs> Like you're on the team. What the fuck are you doing? Of course you were never going to be allowed to do that. So they're doing the dunk contest at halftime of the all-star game. Yeah. That's a very, it would basically be the equivalent of like them sitting Zion the entire game and then not letting him participate in the dunk contest either. Like, come on, man. But how's that going to work? Like how short, 
how many contests, like how short is that dunk contest going to be? I have no idea. You know, you know, my problem with all this shit is, okay, this is my problem. Like, like on the grand scheme of like what happened with COVID and the pandemic, people just, they can't like give shit up. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 dude, it's fine. No dunk contest this year. It's fine. No, whatever. It's fine. You don't have to do zoom comedy shows. They're AIDS. They're literally AIDS. Like, just don't do stand up for a year. I like, I don't know. It's fine. You don't have to like, whatever it is. It's like people have to just hold on to what they're doing. And, and that's the crazy, like, take a minute, reevaluate your life, do something you enjoy. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy to me to think that like, we're going to have to put this three point, or I'm sorry, slam dunk contest. We, we have to, we have, I, you, I mean, I, you I, don't, I go, I go back to the original thing is like, if the NBA player, I like, Throughout the years, I would say that the NBA takes its all-star game more seriously than any other sport. Like you look at how guys saying, oh, I, I want to win the MVP in my city. I want to win the MVP this. I want to win this. I want to win that. If the NBA players don't want to do it, the idea that you're doing it is such a sham. Yeah. They also don't want to, they don't want to be spokespeople for the vaccine which has been like a big sticking point I've seen. They don't want to put themselves out there. And I don't think a lot, you know, I think within the black community, right? Like a lot of people don't want to get vaccinated because of, you know, a bad history with like the Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiment and everything. But I don't know that like, that's, that's gotta be an, an odd, a bad position too. If like the league is putting pressure on you, to be a spokesperson about the vaccines. Like, here's what I'll say about that. Like I, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but I understand if people have worries, that's all I'll say. I will, I will get the vaccine when I can also. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I understand. They're going to put a chip in an Indian and track you wherever you go. And that chip's going to be able to listen to everything that you're saying and then show you ads for it on your Instagram. Oh, so it's an iPhone. Oh, so, oh, so it's an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're, tra- oh, they're, oh, they're going to track my location everywhere I go and every single thing I look at, they'll know. And then they will. And then literally every time I look at anything, I get an ad for golf shoes. Oh, okay. That That is my favorite. I, I, it really is. When people are like, I don't want to give up my freedoms. I'm like, do you own an iPhone? Up oh, too late. I already yeah. gave it up. Done. That's- and I love and, and and my favorite thing is like they're like Steve Jobs is gonna do it. I'm like Steve Steve Jobs is the only person that didn't make one of these phones that's already tracking you. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're really we're way way far. I tried to fight it. I did. I'll be honest. Probably even in the last few years, I was open and not like they're tracking us. They're, I tried, dude. I've just. I've just learned to put my tail between my legs and just take that L because it's like, there's no, there's just no turning back at this point. Well, it's always funny to me too. It's like the, you know, don't do TikTok, but let's talk about TikTok on zoom. Don't do this, but let's be on Instagram. It's like, it's all the exact same model. Yeah. The, the, the model is to 
know everything about what we're doing so that they can target us with ads so that we can buy. So, I mean, at this point, it's so out of control. Like I took up golf, you know, what we're, we're looking at what, like seven, eight months ago now. If you go on my Instagram, it's just all like I don't I barely go on Instagram and like scroll around barely. And I never use the Explore page. If I open up my Explore page now, it's just people golfing. I'm like, you guys clearly are tracking that I'm at a golf course three times a week. Yeah. You're clearly tracking that I'm going to the tee off app to find a golf tee time five times a week. It's so obvious because I don't fuck around on Instagram that much. So these are all, it's all linked. Yeah. Well, at first I was like, I'm not doing TikTok because of China. And I said all that. And now I'm like, well, I just don't want to do Well, I've been doing my show on Zoom for seven months now. Well, and and also I'm just like, it's more of, I just, it's another social media app. Like I can't. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I can't right now. I just can't. Like, I mean, you know, now Clubhouse. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Which as far as I can tell is just a conference call. Well, our uh, our web designer, I, I had a call with her the other day, and uh, she was like, "Oh, you should get on Clubhouse." And I'm like, "I can't." Like, I like, I was just like, "No." She's like, "It's great," you know. And I'm like, "I it's like, it's like another one." I was like, "I just I can't." Like, like, I like I I just I was on there for a second because I was like I don't, I still don't even understand it. It's a conference. Call. I was like, we're going backwards. Like. There's there's social media apps where everybody can sit around and talk to each other in person. And now we're having conference. We're just broadcasting our conference calls. I I, I am excited for like 2022. Just to like, I'm just I'm just projecting to that year, just like going out, right? Just like the social scene. Or are people so far removed from engagement with other people that they're like, well. I'm cool. Well, what's going on in Ohio? Are you guys able to go out? Well, they find, they just rescinded uh, bars and restaurants were 10 p.m. They like recently rescinded that. So the Applebee's is now like midnight again, or I guess if you want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings for a night out with like Cutter, yeah, you, just, you could just go sit in Buffalo Wild Wings and watch a basketball game. I could, but you know me, I didn't go out before the pandemic, right? So. I'm not exactly uh, the guy to ask. Yeah, I'm a terrible guy to ask. What about your your bros got a, a bar or loosely a bar? No, he still owns it. Yeah. Okay. Is his bar open? It's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know if your brother's bar is open? Well, normally, you know, it's a summer bar because it's got, got it. the beach volleyball courts. So, you know, we're dealing with all the snow. So I'd assume it's probably not open right now. There is a... Uh, driving range that you hit balls into a uh a little pond right by it so i should go up there check it out i think we're supposed to get in the 50s this week the ice is finally finally melting in snow so i'm looking forward to you know being done with that i i dude i i too paranoid man i got I, it, it's like the person who gets sick and hops on webmd that's how i am with the house i, I like i google too much eat an edible get paranoid and he like literally, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what's that crack? My brother, my brother the other day was like, dude, this is how houses work. In the summer, things expand and contract. It's the same thing in the winter when he, then it gets cold. Like cracks happen. These things, like, 
your roof is not going to fall on you when you're cooking one night. It's not how it works. I I've learned, I know absolutely nothing about that stuff. Yeah. I could have told you that. And it's, I was joking with you when it was getting super cold. I was like, don't let your pipes freeze. You're like, does that happen? I'm like, yeah, that happens. Yeah. So I'm Googling all this stuff. And then the other day, I think the funniest exchange we have, you're like, what do I do about these icicles? I'm like, let them melt dog. You're like, do I take them down? Do I chop them in half? Do I have to prune them? Are you, am, I, am I pruning icicles? Yeah, my brother worry about stalactites versus stalagmites. <laughs> Two of my brothers have an inside joke that they they kept saying, you got you got to keep the pipes warm. You got to jerk them off. So that they always text me like, you jerking off the pipes? You, you keeping them warm? Jerk them off, man. You got to keep them warm so they don't freeze. I'm learning, Joe. You got you got to remember three 190 square feet was that apartment. And I lived in it for but a you lived in your house. Like I've lived in apartments my whole adulthood too, but like I lived in a house. You live, you're living in the same house you grew up in. Did you just not pay attention to anything that was going on there? While you were- I realized I just didn't, I didn't pay attention to shit. Like I started to maybe this summer when I was here for three months, I realized I didn't pay attention to anything. Like if I come home for a week, two weeks, I didn't pay attention. Now I'm like, what's that crack doing there? Hey, what's that noise? It doesn't help. Like, I'll be honest. I've my edible intake the last. What's that? What's that crack doing there? It's like I had Lawrence Taylor over for for drinks the other day. He (laughs) left it. Relax. I've done more edibles the last like 30 days than I have in any 30 day period of my life. So that's not helping. Yeah, bro. You get all baked and you're like, dude, what's up with this, man? Did you ever watch Shameless? Uh, For a minute. I, w- I think I watched a few episodes. It wasn't for me. It actually gave me a little too much, like, it gave me a little too much extended Prano family vibes. That's funny. Really? The one kid's like a degenerate con artist. I was like, oh, it's a little too John for me. And then, like, there's there's portions of my extended family that are a little too, it's a little too close to home. I was watching, my brother had it on last night. Like, he's already on season two or whatever. I just started watching someone with him and I was like, this is crazy. I'm going to, I think I'm going to start this, but it was fun. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. I, I think I watched, I don't know, the first five, six episodes or something like that. And then was like, man, I'm out. I gotcha. I really, well, don't, I really don't overthink not liking things. If it's just like, if I just stop watching something, I don't normally go back. Yeah. I'm like hella bored. Yeah. No, I feel. Yeah. Well, we do have a lot of has suggestions on things to watch. I found out, I realized yesterday I was like, I'm kind of like You're at out. a loss. WandaVision's only every Friday. There's really not like that go to HBO show these days. There's, I feel like for for the better part of two decades, there's been like a must watch HBO show every Sunday. It's fallen off. I almost start. I almost restarted The Sopranos the other day. Ooh, that's a good one. Which I've seen probably episode every episode at least twice, but like I watched them all as they came out, and then I've probably seen every episode or close to I'd say maybe fifty percent of the episodes again some other time just in like oh it's on I'll watch it or I'll look up this or I'll look up that, but I was like oh maybe I should just start from the beginning again. Yeah, I mean that's a good series to do. It's a great series to do. Well, we got a ton of calls, so I think we should get to those. Before we do that, 
support for today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. And big news, Dirtballs, Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Who knew smelling this good could feel so good too? Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Wow. Join the movement for all your below the belt, but all the waste grooming needs. And I will say, not to get too graphic, guys, but I need a manscape. Like it's 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 literally on my to-do list. Like it's happening tonight. It's been a minute. I got the lawnmower 3.0. I can't wait to use it. It, it might take a minute because it's uh there's some thickets going on down there. But 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 I love the manscape because it never nicks me. It always feels good. It always feels fresh. They got so many great products. And uh, now they have cologne. So they're just adding products left and right. Dirtballs really take advantage of this. If you have a loved one, it's a great gift. Really check it out. And now they have the refined cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. So Dirtballs, it's time to feel sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com dot com once again that's manscaped.com promo code dirty for 20 percent off your balls and your body will thank you so go get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code man the code dirty at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code dirty look good smell good feel good with manscaped just one more time what where what's the website and what's the promo code and how much percent off do you get I was realizing I was reading something that I was supposed to read that I wasn't, didn't have to read. And then I reread it. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the pad tie commercial. Pad yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whenever you pad tie, pad tie. That is, that's exactly can, what it was. When all you can pad tie is pad tie, pad tie. Every time I see that commercial, I'm like, I am going to get pad tie right now. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay. We got some calls. Why don't we start with the call we alluded to earlier? This is a big one to dissect. I think it's a good one to start. So we have a dirtball who uh, he's interesting dirtball because I don't know if he like hates us, but he still listens. You have blocked him on. Andy, we have I feel like we have so many of those. We have so many of those. So he left two calls and they're both very similar. I'm going to play one. Um. Part of me wants to even like stop, like I almost want to stop it as it plays don't, through. Don't overthink it. I mean, you, you played me part of a preview of one and I was just like, I don't even know what the point, like, I don't even know what the, the, the beef is honestly until the end. I'm like, what did get to the point? Okay. To, to today, junior. So I'm going to play this call. We'll start with this one. I would Venmo you guys a donation to the show. I received no response. Shocker there. Regardless, <laughs> I find myself totally aligning with Woke Pill on most of his sports takes, i.e. LeBron is the GOAT, Tom Brady is the luckiest QB ever, and Aaron Rodgers is the best QB maybe in history. And Joey's ability to combat Ruther's slurperness for Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. With that being said, I more socially align myself with Ruther, economically and socially, especially after Andy move back to Cincy. Side note, the Bengals trash bag of a franchise is not an Ohio team. Kentucky can claim them for all I care. 
My only real criticism of Andy is his inability to stand his ground when it comes to Prano's over-the-top liberal takes. You're starting to grow some of those Midwestern roots back again, Andy. Stand up for yourself and don't let Joey force you to take the blue woke pill like Neo did in The Matrix. Lastly, I'm willing to oh, empathize with Joey. He had to turn a page over. He has basically lived on both coasts his whole life. So I have to give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to liberal social takes. But with that being said, do yourselves a favor, guys, and try to realize that we tune into Dirty Sports for sports takes, not your political takes. So no one please, cares. shut up and podcast. Stay dirty, my boys. And remember, condoms are for cancel culture and liberal biased takes. By totally the way, agree. most Miller Lite drinkers I know wear skirts. Yeah, I total, I, by the way, I totally agree with his assessment that condoms are for cancel culture. And I would say that that is everything that you like. Anybody who knows me knows I feel that way and knows that that's uh, that's a very woke thing. I've never considered myself woke at all. Um, I know that this guy is uh, our Cleveland fan. And it's weird because the beef that we have online, the reason I was blocked because is the reason I blocked him is because he was so fully in support of cancel culture. Our big beef is that I believed Colin Kaepernick should not be canceled by the NFL for have, for saying something. And he believes in cancel culture. He believes if you say something, you should be able to be canceled. And this is the big beef between me and this guy on the internet is he believes in cancel culture. I do not. And then he called up, and said, I am woke, and that and that condoms are for cancel culture. So in case you're wondering how confused some of these dipshits are about what they stand for, if you believe Colin Kaepernick should not be in the NFL for having an opinion, you believe in cancel culture. And you can you can subscribe to as many different versions of Clay Travis's podcast as you want and watch him go on Fox News and say all he cares about is free speech and boobs. But when he doesn't want Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, he believes in canceling people for free speech. You are woke. You believe in cancel culture. And that is why you got blocked on the internet because you believe the only people who should have free speech are racists. You believe the only podcasts that should talk about politics are the racist conservative ones. All right. Well, look, I'm going to say my piece. Uh, one, I think someone like this, and I've seen his tweets and he tried to tag you again. It's, it's always woke on something I tweeted last week. I know him from two things. One, I made fun of Ohio and he freaked out because he's never escaped it. And two, he's very he's been vehemently pro the entire time that we've done this podcast that Colin Kaepernick should be canceled for having an opinion in America. So his Twitter's at Slubadub, S-L-U-B-A-Dub. So I here, here's the thing, man. I I do have a problem like I think I think you casually use the term woke too much. That that would Me? be my th- or this kid. So, so I have a problem when people casually toss around Nazi. 
or homophobe or racist or transphobe. Any of that stuff, whatever it is, Nazi, like in, in, in my opinion, you know, I'm sure you're not going to agree with me as in him. You're doing the same thing. You're, you're just quick, dude, like woke is it, there are woke things, but like you're you want to label everything woke. And, and that'd be my first uh, critique. Secondly, the Bengals are Ohio, bro. The Bengals are as Ohio as anything. Come on. They were founded by Paul Brown, who founded the Browns. Then he founded the Bengals. Come on. I know we're right next to Kentucky, but we're Ohio. Secondly, I, lo I love the assessment of my politics. Um, I would say I, I would be more liberal than anything on most of my views. My views haven't changed since I moved to Ohio. Like, no conservatives want to legalize all drugs, decriminalize drugs, legalize prostitution, end all the wars, stop funding bullshit war. These are all just some examples of things that I argue about all the time with friends or family that are conservative. Like, dude, I'm way more liberal. Like, you'd agree, right, Joe? Like, I, like as far as if you looked on a it's spectrum. The, Andy. But, it, but, but this, is my, this is my this problem. Is the, this is the horseshoe political theory where the two ends are so much closer than they believe that they are. And this guy's on one end. He's so much closer to a woke liberal person than either of us. He wants people canceled for their views. You and I would are, are literally never would say that we're both comedians. We both believe yeah. in fucking free speech. I agree. I, we, we both believe that LeBron should be able to talk about anything that he wants. We both believe like we like, the horseshoe theory is the triggered liberal woke person that wants people canceled for saying, you know, for for misgendering somebody is is literally living in the room next door politically to the guy who wants Colin Kaepernick canceled for saying cops should not shoot unarmed black people for no reason. You're the same people. You just are on opposite sides of some stupid invisible line. It could like it's why the politics of it are so stupid. You guys are so no. And, and also you're not even the like you're the vocal minority on both ends. Yeah, I do agree. With that. I have lived in New York and Los Angeles. Nobody from either of those very, very liberal places would ever refer to Joe Prano as a woke liberal person. None of them. Just because you're in Ohio, where the idea that somebody says black people should also be able to have an opinion doesn't jive with you, doesn't make me woke. That just makes you a racist. Well, look, but I, but again, I don't like labeling the racist term either. I so, don't care what you like. Okay. If you don't think black people should be allowed to have an opinion in America, you're racist. I, I don't know if that person believes that. All if you I don't believe Colin Kaepernick should have not gotten colluded to be removed from the NFL for having an opinion. You are a racist. It's it sucks that you have to hear it, but it's the bottom line. A guy doesn't have a job because he had an opinion. Now, if you stroke your dick every day to a guy whose podcast slogan is like, I believe in free speech and boobs, but you think. Colin Kaepernick should be removed from his career for having an opinion. You're stupid 
and you're racist because you're not even consistent in your point of view. You change it depending on the color of the person saying it. That is that is the definition of racism. Well, well, look, uh, look, I, I think as far as the cancel stuff. Yeah, look, I, I don't want any I don't care. I don't care if I vehemently disagree with somebody politically. I don't want people to get canceled. I don't want them to lose their jobs. And, and I think the problem that we see is just the hypocrisy. Like, like, here's just a quick example. Like Gina Carano get loses her job. And then uh, what's his name? Nick Cannon doesn't. I, you know, he does. And then he and then he gets it back. But all I'm saying is that I don't want either of them to lose their job. You can say whatever the fuck you want. But that's where the hypocrisy comes in. And, 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 and that's, I think, what we try to do on this show. But to go back to his very last point, um, and this is something that I'm very uh, passionate about, is that we're going to talk about a lot of different things. And when you say stick to sports, obviously, Joe and I made jokes earlier in the show. Dude, we talk about everything, whether it's families, funny personal stories, dating, but sex. Andy, it's, it's, you're, it's, but, it, but you're taking that criticism at face value, which is it's a disingenuous criticism. Shut up and podcast is not a real criticism. And I know this because he got blocked the day we did. We argued over Clay Travis. He loves this guy is a Clay Travis stand. Clay Travis entire podcast is politics. Every single every time the 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 ratings move in the thing, it's because they're doing too much politics. He's talking about politics. He he did an interview with Trump. He has, you know, Jason Whitlock. Doing interviews with this guy, doing like the whole thing is politics. So he loves political sports shows. He just doesn't like ours because I say black people shouldn't get canceled for having an opinion. Do you know what that is, Andy? That's being racist. That's what it is. I don't like shows that talk politics when the politics don't jive with what I like. Well, I would say it's just more hypocrisy. Unless you're it. Here's the thing. It's not hypocrisy to stand somebody who's catchphrase is free speech and then not approve of free speech of black people it's not like oh i'm just sometimes i like free speech sometimes i don't it's a very black and white reason for why you like free speech sometimes and why you don't other times and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that there's not racial overtones and involvement i i'm just saying in, in general i think we are getting to the point of the problem of I don't want to hear you say certain things um, that I don't agree with. Like, especially again, the, the sports politics mix is it's overlap forever. Like, and whatever, like, dude, we've set our, we've set our points. And uh, I, I do, I do find it funny though. When people don't, actually listen to like, like like one of my biggest pet peeves is you got to listen to what people say you know what i'm saying like i've complained about that that's kind of an Andy, offside tangent you, you, this is something that happens from both sides no one will hear what you have to say if if they have if they're triggered by by the way you say something and the bottom line is we you and i are not a part of either end of the horseshoe we don't we we are not red pill blue pill you've eaten the red pill and therefore are just screaming about the blue pill and we are just regular fucking people that are like yeah th this person shouldn't get canceled this 
you know, if, if NBA players want to have an opinion, they should be allowed to have an opinion like we're, we're the ones in the middle. You're screaming because like it's, you're, you're just, you're just the opposite end. You are, you are the QAnon fighting Antifa. We are neither. So stay out of our fucking calls and stay out of our mentions, but like accusing us. I don't think Colin Kaepernick should have lost his job for an opinion. Now I'm a woke triggered Antifa BLM support. Like, dude, you couldn't be more lost the, when the bottom line is you're triggered that we're not racist with you. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, and by the way, and by the way, again, there's shows for that. Jason Whitlock and Clay Travis are out there doing a dance saying the M NBA ratings are down because they're being political and the NFL ratings are down because of like digital streaming services or whatever. Like you can, like there are political, politically aligned racist sports podcasts out there. And I suggest you go fucking listen to them. But again, I, this is where we would disagree. I'm not going to blatantly call certain podcast racist. Here's my problem with, uh, with everything that's going on. And then we'll move on to some more calls. My problem is it's we live in an all or nothing. I don't know how many times I'm going to repeat that. It's, it's just that's just not how it works. I don't have to agree with everything a politician says. I don't have to disagree. Same way with a sports commentator. Same way with a podcaster, whoever it is. There's certain things Clay Travis is going to say that I'm going to agree with. There's a lot of things he's going to say that I'm going to disagree with. It's the same way for a lot of people. There are certain things that AOC is going to say that I might agree with. There's a lot of things she might say that I disagree with. This, this, that's Andy. But, that's like, fine. That's this, totally understand. That's that's that's. But but, the, but but my point is completely I'm just, the I'm point just, of of finding people who have an opinion with you. The problem is you're not going to catch me slipping because I don't slip. I'm consistent. But, I don't think Gina Carano should be canceled for being a white person, and I don't think Colin Kaepernick should be canceled for being a black person. Clay Travis does fucking Ben Shapiro does. Ben Shapiro is giving Gina Carano his, her movie role back and thinks Colin Kaepernick should be canceled. You're not going to catch me slipping because I ain't racist, but I'm not calling Ben Shapiro racist either. I am yeah, Andy. And that's because fine. You can't catch me slipping because I'm not saying one thing is okay for white people. And one thing is different for black people. That's the difference. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But the bottom line is if you have one standard for one group of people and another standard for a different group of people and the difference between those groups is race, you are racist. That's the facts. Well, I don't necessarily think it's it's race, you know, because then then we're specifically looking at people based on their race, which that's a whole other discussion. I, you and I both believe that Kurt Schilling should be in the hall of fame despite being a conservative dipshit. Correct. Okay. You and I both believe that Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL despite thinking that cops shouldn't shoot unarmed black people. Well, he should have. Yeah. I mean, now he's older, but yeah, right. He should have. He, he should have. The difference been is if you're defending Kurt Schilling being in the hall of fame, but you agree that Colin Kaepernick should not be in the NFL, that the teams have the right to remove him based on blah, blah, blah. Then you are a racist. That is the difference in the situation. 
And I'm not going to sit here on my fucking podcast and be like, I'm going to cater to Ohio kids and not trigger them by calling out their favorite racist podcaster. If you determine your opinions on things based on whether or not you like the minority group saying it, you are a racist. And just because they give fucking Jason Whitlock a platform to dance around and be their fucking racist black guy he's not doesn't mean they're not, not racist. There. He's not on there anymore, by the way. Must have not been getting the getting the podcast listens now that Trump's out of office. I'm not Andy. We are going to give our opinion on the show, but the one thing that you you'll not you're not going to catch me slipping because I don't fucking slip. I'm consistent. So you can call me woke or you can call the other side can call me some racist, conservative, whatever. I'm sure there are people who have turned on our show and turned it off because we weren't woke enough for them. That we're we're not safe enough that we don't what that we're we're not censored enough. There are people who turn this show off because we're dirty sports because condoms are for this because condoms are for that. The idea that we're on one end or the other. There's only one end. There's only fucking one end. And, and and you guys, the polar idiots, good. Be triggered by both sides. I don't care. Go fight with each other. You want to there are me? shows where the guys know very little about sports, where guys know very little about the NBA because they couldn't sniff a basketball court in their entire lives, and they're racists. Go, go fucking listen to their podcasts. Go listen to the podcast that talk college football and how they hate black people. There's no cap on Clay Travis listens. Go subscribe and get the fuck out of my show. You want to you, you hate black people and love Vanderbilt football? Clay Travis is available. But again, I, you and I don't see eye to eye on some of this, but, which is fine. But, but again, that's, that's the point. Um, I just think that we are, we are at a time where people make money off division and I, and I don't like it. And it's a very profitable time to do that. And people are doing it from both sides and people are falling prey to it. So just be aware if you're on, and, and by the way, this doesn't exclude me. I, I fall prey to it sometimes too where I get triggered. I'm not, I'm not any better than anybody, right? Like I'll be like, fuck this person. And then I'll get triggered. But like, I don't know. Let's move on to a different call. How about that? Let's move on to a, uh, a fully sports related call, a paid call. He always gives us paid calls. Shout out to Reed NorCal Dirtball. Hey, dirty sports. It's your West Sac Dirtball Reed. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say that I fully agree with Andy's theory that uh, Tim Tebow and Aaron Hernandez had a relationship while they were at Florida. That's a historical fact to me uh, until it's proven otherwise. Next, it comes to my real question. Um, so Donovan Mitchell is considered a big up-and-comer in the NBA, a young, young star. And I was just curious, how come Zach Levine doesn't get the same hype? If anything, he seems to be kind of on people's shit list to a certain degree. Um, and to be fair, I don't really have a ton of opinion on either player. It just seems that they're both high-volume scorers. They have very similar stats. Um, I don't know. 
just curious why Donovan Mitchell seems to get all the hype, uh, even though he, as far as I can tell, I haven't seen him play a ton, or same with Zach Levine, I haven't seen them play a ton, why he seems to be the golden boy and Zach Levine seems to be in the share. I don't know. Just just a thought I had. And also, you mentioned at one point you wanted to hear more product placement from uh, Derp Also Use It. I left a call a couple times ago that was touting Harry's. I'm going to do it again. Guys, Harry's, it's the shit. Uh, subscribe and, you know, help throw out 30 sports. Uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week, I guess. Thanks for the well, call. Appreciate it. Um, I want to do... Let me see if we can pull this up. So I'm looking. I'm looking at their numbers. Um, I mean, well, I think because one, one one plays on a better team. Well, that I mean, that is the right. That that's going to be the uh, deciding factor, which is, you know, first of all, in his career, Don Mitchell, you know, four four points more a game, and but but otherwise. Their stats they are, similar. Are, are pretty similar. The problem is, and and I actually think they are they're more, I mean, I think the divide is more in probably um I, I think I think the microscope that you're putting this under, one's the golden boy and one's a bust or whatever, is like it that's a little bit aggressive. I think they are closer than well, I don't think he said a bust, he's just saying yeah, like, but you what know, you know one gets yeah, yeah, one gets praise and one gets trashed. I think that, you know, a lot of people are standing for Zach Levine to be an all-star this year and probably deservingly so. But the bottom line is uh, Zach Levine's moved around and he's been on, he's, he's been putting up what you could say are empty points because they're not leading to wins. And whereas Donovan Mitchell, he's putting up points within the flow of the game and they are leading to wins. Now, um, I think that they're more close uh, that they're closer than their um, than maybe that people's opinion of them are. But also there is I think there's for sure truth in like it does feel like Zach Levine goes off like randomly in games like that they're blowing teams out of or they're getting blown out of or whatever. Like it doesn't really seem it it seems like Zach Levine like truthfully does score more empty points. Now I am always of the opinion that uh, your situation, like a lot of guys careers have been derailed by situations. Um, And Zach Levine certainly hasn't gotten to play on a franchise like the Utah jazz. Um, But it is what it is. You know, Donovan Mitchell is scoring his, his standout performances in his career Playoffs. Or last year in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's huge. And Zach Levine hasn't sniffed the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, what, what, did he put he put a fifty spot up, right? Yeah, last year in the yeah, playoffs, and 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 multiple forty spots. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's the difference. Obviously, he was drafted to a better team, better organization, but yeah, he doesn't want to count. Yeah, and 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 you know we're. One, two, three, seven years into Zach Levine. And he hasn't been on a winning basketball team. Yeah. Now he's been with two organizations that obviously haven't been good either. Right. But if you're a marquee player, which I think we agree Donovan Mitchell is sure. one of, you know, maybe he's not a top 10 NBA player, but he's probably in the 10 to 20 range. 
there's only 32 teams or 30 teams or whatever it is. Like if you're the star on one of the 16 teams that make the playoffs, you're a marquee player. If Zach Levine, like I understand that there's a better supporting cast, but Zach Levine's been on teams. They've been able to have an opportunity to build around him. And so far one team's given up on that. And another team is probably about to give up on that. Yeah. All right, let's do another paid call. This is from Kyle Aronofsky. Now, Kyle, we discussed the first part of this call in the last episode when I was having internet problems. So it's going to be a repeat as far as the first part. But then the second part of the call, um, he gave a little donation, which you can do. Just Andy-Ruther on Venmo if you guys want. Uh, and you know, Unless you're conservative, and then apparently we won't see it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. I I, I love my favorite. I got to just go back because I got so jacked up after you were I love, emotional. The, I love in the middle of the call that we had to hear him turn the page on his script. There was a pause while he had to sort, <laughs> sort the paperwork. I love that. Like I moved back to Ohio. Now I'm out there waving a Trump flag. Like what? <laughs> like, sorry. One second. Like. Uh, like woke chill said about sorry lost my place there. <laughs> and the guy drops the cue cards hey you know what though hey Good. take a take a fucking take a page literally from your fucking fearless leader donald trump and just shoot from the hip my guy <laughs> yeah well i'll give him credit for calling i, I think i'd rather I, look if people disagree with me i'd rather it be more of a a face-to-face obviously you can't do that or a call but yeah, the turn in the page, there was a long pause and you, you long heard a page, pause. you heard a page turn and my, then, bo- my and boy then, came with notes. Yeah. And the notes were like, uh, they finally, finally found the page. He's like, and that's why I found it. Sorry. And that's why, uh, shut up and podcast. <laughs> You're like, this is what you need your script for. Shut up and podcast. Shut up and podcast. All right. So this is Kyle's call. going on boys Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River New Jersey home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions and uh, on the latest podcast you guys mentioned how the Stanley Cup is uh, the best trophy and I think pretty much everyone would agree on that but which of the four uh, major sports has the worst trophy uh, I don't know the, the, the Major League Baseball trophy just doesn't do it for me I don't even know the name of it I forget I don't, doesn't even have the name it's not really like iconic at all um and also which like celebration is the worst like i love um i mean hockey's kind of different because everyone's like on the bench and sometimes it can end with a goal if it's an overtime like winning the stanley cup and the clock um you know it's not like a need to end the game and everyone's already on the field so i think that's also like the best celebration when the championship is won um i feel like baseball is up there too um i think football and basketball are probably for like the least exciting when the game ends and, and everyone's running out it just doesn't seem as like uh they're not really as excited i mean obviously they probably are internally but um that's the question and i uh, just want to let you know going forward my pronouns are now they then uh so ruther please address me correctly um it's very offensive when you when you misgender me i mean this is 2021 man they then 
that is a call out to one of my tweets last week. Yeah. Where where I was like, now I I opened Twitter and I was like, oh no. So now Andy's just trying to get canceled. No, that was a grammar joke. I, I think I caught our boy Tug slipping. Why? I think he was texting you and it actually went to me and then he called me after that tweet. What did he, what did he text you? I think this was meant, unless it was meant for me, it's pretty funny. Um, did he text you? Nope. I've, I've only, I've talked to, I've tried to get Tug out for a couple golf rounds recently and uh, he's either, he's, he's said he's working, which I believe I take, I take Tug at his word. He's busy. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless he was also, I was like, also there's a chance that, you know, we haven't, we haven't golfed since golf gate. So. Unless was Tug texting the third person? He said, "You're right. I'm watching." Ru I think this was meant for you. He said, "After I sent that tweet out, you're right. I'm watching Ruther become a Fox News viewer in real time via Twitter." <laughs> that wasn't meant for me. Do you think? Obviously not, since he referred you by name. I know. So I was like, "Oh, he slipped." I was a slip. This is, this is this is why your conservative Midwest fan base, Andy, thinks that you have your politics have changed since you got to the Midwest. By the way, that is a bit that I am working on. Uh, it was a test, like a stand-up bit. It goes back. I've told you about it. It goes back to removing the whole gender discussion from the bit. The bit is about being a teacher who used to teach pronouns. It's kind of a, it's a nuance. It's, it's a, in my opinion, an interesting way of looking at it simply from the grammar. I think it's funny and clever. But how, I, how did the internet respond to your thoughts of it being funny and clever? I don't really care. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you did. You did just say you were testing it. So you do you care. I was testing it. Uh, I don't care how. What I realized was I should have reserved that for a bit that I would do on stage to a live audience. I, I will admit I made the mistake of angling it out on Twitter, which I'll do sometimes with an idea. But if people, again, want to not see the joke that they, them is plural and he, she is singular, that that's the bit. Like, and I'll just say it, Joe, speaking of cancel, you're like, oh boy, I'll just say it. I, I don't understand. And we'll get to Kyle's question. Sorry, Kyle. How like, this is what I loved about Dave Chappelle. And this is why I love Dave Chappelle. Like th this is the one thing you can't joke about or you can't even make a joke about everything else is, is to a degree you can make a joke about, but, but not this issue, not the pronouns, not anything, but I'm serious. And this bothers me. And I know it bothers you like this can't, th you got to admit, I mean, as a comic, this is the one issue where they're like, you can't touch it. And Dave, Chappelle well, but, they, but they do, but lot, and lots of people do. And, uh, I've done, I've done, uh, I actually, speaking of golf, I did, you know, in the few stand-up things I did, I did a joke about it where like I've been golfing and I said, golf is the only place where, um, you know, there's still, there's still like a reasonable gender divide. Like I, I was like ladies first and the, and the lady was like, oh, I tee off up there. And I was like, oh, you tee off closer because you're a woman and you're less physically strong. 
than men? And she's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, totally makes sense. Of course. And then I was like, also, I identify as a woman. So I'm going to come up to the red tees with you because I suck at golf. That's funny. It's like, yeah, it's fine. But like, I think, I think, uh, you know, and Dave Chappelle, like, oh, the, the best thing that ever happened to Dave Chappelle was he triggered a whole bunch of people and they wrote a million things about it. The people tune into the net. Like, I, I don't, I think, you know, I love Chappelle. Um, I think he's on the Mount Rushmore of comedy, but he knows exactly what he's doing. Sure. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's, and then, and then, and I gotta, I gotta say, you know, Dave lost me when he go, does another special and comes back and complains about the other, the reaction of the other special. It's like, bro, you know what you were doing and it worked. So just let it happen. Um, I think, you know, the, they, them thing. Like, I think when I read, when I read your tweet, I was like, does he not know that that's how people who don't want to be one or the other going? So I think, you know, you just got to make sure I do get you're that not but, lost in translation. But again, that's, that's this joke and it might be a bad one, right? Or it might I, be I'm just not- a bad one in text. You might just have to figure out how to say it. Yeah. In comedy, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Yeah, and, and, never and, been more, you know. Like Dave Chappelle can say a lot of things a lot of other people can't say. Sure, no, yeah, because he because he's earned that. And with because his of career. how he's because he's the most talented, he's one of the most talented of all time. You know. Yeah. By the way, I, I went back and I started rewatch. I've watched Chappelle show for sure more than any other show ever. I started rewatching it again. So good. So the best celebration for sports. To get I to mean, the second part, I'll go hockey, I guess. But like baseball, 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 baseball is good. Essentially the same thing. It's like a dog pile. You know what I mean? I think the cooler thing with hockey is that like because the trophies are good. And I think this this shifts into the other portion of the question, which was the trophy is like then they all skate around with the trophy. Yeah, you know, they pass around. They skate around with it. That's what makes the hockey like a little bit more interesting. But certainly like. I think baseball, you know, and he said, oh, hockey can end with the goals like baseballs end with a walk off. And those those tend to like you look at the Joe Carter, like the Joe, the Joe Carter celebration is probably the best celebration in the history of like a a championship ending. Right. Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough question. I'd have to reexamine them. And then I think, you know, the the olden days before, you know, you'd be shot on site for like, but like when college football or college basketball ended and everybody ran on the thing. I mean, even you think about the Yankees when when Reggie Jackson bowls over that guy on his way off the field. Um, I'm going to go baseball for just like pure for the actual stuff before they get into just like the hoisting of the trophy portion. Baseball's pretty good. I like where it's just a giant melee. Yeah. Also, like when it ends with a guy, it's a fly ball. Like while the ball's in the air, you're like, this is it. It's about to be over. The guy catches it. Everybody goes running for the same spot. Yeah. We're going to go to the mound. We're going to, you know, dog pile. I wonder if anybody's got like seriously injured in that. Guys are just jumping on you. I would for sure hump for the record. I've been in that pile just humping. Like- I have I have a good story. It's I I'm not sure it's uh appropriate. For, I think I first of all, I think I've t- told it on dirty sports, but I think a lot of we're Andy Laz and I after the call last week have decided to bring 
back dirty slides ASAP. And we have, we're, we're workshopping a new thing called tales from the minors. Cause we know so many guys who have played in the minors. We're thinking about, especially in the days of zoom, having guys call in and just give some of their minor league tales. And, uh, one of, one of the tales that I want told is by somebody I know who injured on purpose, one of his teammates in a dog pile. <laughs> Because he really? hated, his, hated his teammates so much, he took the opportunity of the dog pile to jump on and start beating the shit out of him. That's amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely not amazing. Because you're not always friends with guys. No. That you're on a team with. No. Like I have a feeling, Urias and Trevor Bauer aren't gonna be hanging out a lot off the field. <laughs> yeah, you don't even want to know how I treated the third graders differently when we won. You're like, I'm so proud of all of these thems of you. Cancel, 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 cancel. Actually, it's so funny that we what like we'll just joke about this stuff and then and then somebody out there is going, This triggered woke show. I can't stand these trigger lib opinions. <laughs> I said I said I said I said before, and, and finally somebody has done it, but I said before I was going to join the w, pre-knee injury. I was going to join the W and I was going to be a transgender just so I could finally achieve my dreams of playing professional Joe, basketball you, and join the NBA. You said this for like four years. Yeah. Classic, classic woke liberal take. I'm going to keep my mustache and claim to be a transgender so I can play in the WNBA. No lie. I think that actually goes back I think I have videos of us concocting that idea. 2016. Like, which I haven't forgotten about that for the record. Well, you know, some guy's doing it now. Not in the WNBA, but I think it's like college basketball or something like that. I saw. Yeah. I, I saw that. The person with all the ink. It is ma'am. The person who's inked up. Yeah. It looks just like the guy from that that GameStop video. He's like, it is man. <laughs> anyway, we should get off this. We're, we're, we're way too woke. This is, we've gotten to woke territory. I know. Let's get off the woke talk. All right. We got uh, a couple more calls. This one's been sitting there for a minute. I'll play it. What's up, fellas? This is you. Just want to... Um follow up a little bit from what your discussion from this last episode. First off, just want to say why the two of you are so great together and why the show is amazing. Um, when you guys bring up the discussion of the fuck Mary Kill with the quarterback, Ruther's first thought is to actually fuck one of these quarterbacks in the actual literal, um, as a human being standpoint, which um, just tells you all you need to know about Ruther's mindset. Um, so just, anyways, about the NBA, you know you guys were speaking about um, how these uh, NBA players now can shoot from anywhere and how good they are and everything. I actually kind of think of it a different way um, of how bad some of these guys are, that they're just strictly fucking unbelievably athletic. But the fact that like someone like Giannis is like a 60% free throw shooter, I mean, how every single person in the NBA is not a 90%, 80% free throw shooter just like kind of boggles the mind. Um, the fucking hoop doesn't move. 
You know, you're stationary. There's no one in front of you. Like, I feel if I went to the park, I could shoot 50% free throws. And I'm a fucking Joe Schmo. Um, you know, Joe, I would assume you, you know, you're a basketball player or whatever. Like, you're shooting 70% from the line. How are these guys not physically, you know, these physical specimens can't fucking put in the time to, to get better at that? So just wondering what you guys think about that, that specifically with the free throw shooting later. I've said this forever. Yeah, I think you and I have disagreed. Yeah, because people, this is, this is, and I understand that people have this take, but like, this, it's a very like elementary take. It's like whenever you watch a basketball, like when I would watch a basketball game with my mom, she'd always be like, how come I can't just make every free throw? And so there's a, a lot of layers to this. Um, first of all, I was actually not that good of a free throw shooter. Like I was fine. I wasn't a bad free throw shooter, but I wasn't as good as I should have been. And yes, practice, practice, practice. But I think that there's, I think that depending on your technique, that shot in particular can be harder than other shots. Like, first of all, when you're very big, it's hard. It like they've, they've done like Shaq should have been shooting underhand. Apparently he used to shoot like 80% underhand, but he refused to do it. He was just too goddamn big. The ball is too small in his hand. He like, he's like reaching for it there. I've, I've seen other guys where like bigger guys have actually, um, have actually, uh, improved by being further away from the basket. Um, because you need a certain amount of touch and arc on it. Now, I think where what happens is, first of all, there's no more proof of this than the fact that the smallest guys tend to be excellent free throw shooters. Excellent. I mean, Emmanuel quickly, who's on the Knicks, he's a rookie this year. He's shooting like 98%. Little guy, you know, you get that little nice arcing jump shot that you, you also see the guys who are good at three pointers are good at, are good at shooting free throws because they're so used to putting enough arc on the ball to get it in from even further away that being closer makes it easy. So these guys who are used to shooting with way less arc because they're playing around the basket, they go back and it's hard. I mean, like it's difficult to be a big man and be good at shooting free throws. Now there are guys who are able to do it, but like, if you look at that number, you can't just say like every big guy in the history is lazy. Like, it's just not true. You know what I mean? Well, look, the 70% has always been my threshold. Like, dude, you got to make seven out of 10 free throws. If you shoot, I know you're going to laugh at this. And it is. It's the same thing about practice. You shoot 100 free throws every single day. You don't think Dwight Howard was shooting 100 free throws every day? No, I don't. I think you're wrong. Shaq supposedly was shooting thousands of free throws a day. Well, then change up what you're doing if it's not working. I mean, it's the definition of insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over I'm again. I'm telling you, the being big makes that a difficult shot. Then scoot back. Then shoot underhand. Don't just keep well, missing it. I mean, that that's what... But the, the, these are ideas that have been born out of the fact that it's difficult for those guys. Listen, shooting 50% of your free throws is unacceptable. Shooting 50% is unacceptable. But I think I think if you're in the NBA 
and you're uh and you play a guard position or uh you know if you're if you're a wing if you're a wing player or a guard eight i think 80 percent 75 to 80 percent is where you should live if you are a bigger like i'm i'm you know, I can give you down to like 60%. 50% is unreasonable regardless. But I'm telling you, if you look at big guys through the history of the game, they're not good at shooting free throws. I, know, but I want to use Anthony Davis as an example. So like Anthony Davis last year, he's always been around 80% in his career. Last year, he shoots almost 85%. This year, it's down to 71%. So my argument would be like, what's the difference? That's a huge drop off. If he's dropping off 13 and a half percent, which is where he's at on the season. That's a like we're talking about difference in games, Joe, 13 and a half percent. Like, right. what's the difference? And he's a big guy. Well, yeah. First. So Anthony so, Davis, so look, what's we can, the, what's, I, can, I can break this down. On you're going to say, well, first, he started as a point guard and he grew. Yeah. So there's that in terms of what makes him a good free throw shooter to begin with. Now, so far this year, we're talking we're talking small sample size. So these things tend to balance themselves out over a certain amount of time. Now he is significantly lower. But how has this like you could probably dive into like his usage? How much is he playing in the fourth quarter? Like whatever. Like when I was playing basketball in uh, high school, we would always practice our free throws. Like we would we would scrimmage. Then we would run. Then we would practice our free throws because the idea was practice your free throws when you're tired. Yeah. I mean, when you are running nonstop for four quarters and then you have to shoot free throws, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm also saying, dude, you're the best of the best in the entire world. Make 70% of your free throws. Yeah, but I'm just, I just think that that's, uh, you know, if you look at somebody like, I don't know, uh, let's let's take an example, um, Dirk. You know, Dirk was an incredible free throw shooter, correct, and an incredible three point shooter, and he was seven feet tall. But Dirk wasn't drop step, you know, dominating people on the low block. It's like you can only work things so much. Yeah. We have been talking about for years that LeBron James is going to get this second career wind because he's 6'9", and he'll just be able to go down to the low block and play that game. It's like he hasn't had to do that yet. Did you hear any of that? No, I just lost you entirely for a second. Yeah, somebody called, and it just just completely lost you. That's the problem with this, because dirtballs decide to like call when we're recording. Guys, just fucking subscribe to YouTube so you don't call a while. <laughs> While we're recording. Also, it's generally 10 to 10 to noon Pacific time every yeah. Monday and Thursday. Although it will be Wednesday night this week. Yeah. We're going live Wednesday night this week. Okay. Well, I'm sure what you said was great. I completely lost you. I'm glad that you're back. Um, that is going to be the calls for today. 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. That is the show. And, uh, Give us an iTunes review and I'll send you some koozies. I have a lot of koozies I still have to send out. No, I've sent them all out. And also, if you have left an iTunes review, check your DMs because I DM everybody, Instagram or Twitter, if you left your handle. So do that at the Dirty Sports on social media. Joe, 
where can they find you being woke? I am uh, <laughs> I, I am at Fix Your Wokeness on Twitter. I'm at Woke Prino no. on Instagram. Get more woke. Get more woke. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys know where I am. At Fix Your Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano and everything else. Um, I, I believe that only the manliest men and womenest women and theyest thems drink Miller Lite. So keep drinking your Miller Lite and sending it to me. I agree. Despite what our callers may say. Yeah. Um, I don't need to drink an IPA to feel like a man because I still live in my mom's basement in Ohio. I can drink Miller Lite on my own. I drink Miller Lite with my own money that I own purchased, that I purchased on my own. Well, that has been a show. I feel bad because you're literally in your mom's basement in Ohio right now. But that wasn't a diss at you. No, I didn't take it as one. I, although, although you want to hear something funny, I found. So I got into my mom's phone. My mom's phone was locked because my one brother decided, hey, let's just keep guessing what the password is. If you're wrong 10 times, they lock it. You have to reboot it forever. Yeah. Okay. So, so you cracked it? No. So what happened was I knew like I'm. I knew my mom's like, it took me a second. I was like, I know my mom's password because we did enough trips together and you know, I have her phone. I'm like, what's your, like I remembered. And, but I called Apple. You had to, you have to reboot it. Luckily everything was saved. My dad had saved everything, blah, blah, blah. But I found the video. It's funny. You bring up the basement. I found the video when I surprised my dad in 2018 for his birthday, when he's like, I left Chicago. You and I had done shows in Chicago yeah, yep. and I diverted to Cincinnati before I went back to LA. Surprising for his birthday, you know, so he shows up and he's like, not even happy. He's like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be on a flight yeah. to LA classic Walt, like not even, Hey, I love my son. Thank you for surprising me. And, uh, when he said, what are you doing here? I said, dad, I'm talk about prophetic. I said, dad, I'm moving into the basement. And he looks at me and he said, my mom's filming the whole time. He said, no, you're not. You can't afford it. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is eerie. Three years later, I'm in the damn basement. All right, Dirtballs. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the calls. I love. Let's get more calls. I'm all about this. Let's have discussions. And uh, have a great week. Like Joe said, we'll be back Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night, because I'm going to St. Louis this weekend. So uh, have a great week. We'll see you guys soon. And as always, stay dirty.